Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Live from Arizona, the man, the legend. Propo, are we going to get, have we had maybe, a 2023 Austin Eckler moment yet? Uh, do you know what? We actually haven't. I think that might have scarred me so much. Like yesterday, I was <laughs> sitting down and uh, I was sitting with our social media producer out here, Tom Skulls, and Jamar Chase just walked past and I just really wanted to just shout Jamar, say Jamar, Jamar I love you. Yeah, just go Jamar, Jamar, Jamar. But I, I, I love you. Yeah. Last year, last year, I think scarred me to the extent now that I uh, am very, very hesitant to go up and speak to anyone pretty much. I, mean, I haven't really spoken to anyone since you've been here, just sat here in silence, basically texting you. <laughs> Just looking, looking, looking at the floor. Oh, that is not true because I'm sure listeners will have uh, already checked out your brilliant show in the vault. If you haven't already, go check it out. Propo doing the rounds in Arizona. Phoebe Schechter, Shane Vereen, Ollie Wilson, who's calling the game. It is a fine. Oh, you even got Tyree as well. You snuck yeah. Tyree in there, which is legendary. I love that. So, how is it on the ground? What's going on? What's the vibe? You and I, of course, have... Uh, experienced a number of different Super Bowls. How does this one rate? Give us the give us the sixty second pitch on this year's Super Bowl buzz. I'm going to be completely honest with you now, and this is just this isn't just because you're not here, but it it's flat. Is and it? It's bizarre because you've got the Philadelphia Eagles, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. and it's obviously the two number one seeds. Everyone's incredibly excited about the Super Bowl from a game perspective. It's arguably one of the best we've had in a couple of years, maybe even a decade. So everyone's really excited about the game. Everyone's breaking it down. It's very interesting, the different opinions that we're getting. Everyone seems to have different thoughts on how the game's going to play out. But in terms of like walking outside of Radio Row, mm. Radio Row is by far the most vibrant place in this city that I've seen mm. so far. Obviously, the Waste Management Open, uh, Phoenix, you know, the golf <laughs> tournament where everyone gets yeah. pissed and takes their shirts off. So I, I think it's, there's a lot of fun going on over there. But <laughs> the Waste Management Open. Two has just walked past me. I'm not going to do it. Do it. Go do it. Go do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore now. This one. Give us one. Give us two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you see two. I was looking at the 
at the um, MVP voting. The breakdown of MVP voting is fascinating. Have you seen that? Have you seen yeah, how I've seen it. ridiculous that Joe Burrow didn't get a point? Every, I mean, madness, madness. Well, that of course happened. Where are we recording? Friday. So, honors was last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Honest. So, honors was actually where Rodeo Row was. So, we had the oh, red nice. carpet was here. I actually didn't go to it this year. I went a couple of years ago. Mm. But I mean, I tell you who genuinely is the star of the Super Bowl this year. They've been on Radio Row. They were at opening night. They were the honors last night. It's the Kelsey parents. It's Donna Kelsey, Kelsey's mom, who literally doesn't seem to. I don't know if she's got multiple of them. I hope she does because she hasn't taken off that split jersey, the Eagles Chiefs one, all nice. week. But you've literally seen Donna Kelsey everywhere. I had a little conversation with her, but I think she's incredibly excited. But she, she's been waiting for this moment all of her life. I think even more so than her sons. But is that the only time in only example in any sport anywhere in the world where it is acceptable to have a split? colors jersey scarf is when you are a parent and your kids are playing against each other that's the only time you're okay with that right i genuinely think it is and i think it'd be funny if because obviously you know the half and half scarf gets so much disrespect and so much hate in on the other side of the border and obviously americans probably love it because it's just their kind of vibe and yeah. uh but yeah so i think it's acceptable i don't think anyone's going to criticize her i have as you know i listen i've listened to the new heights podcast all season long which is the mm. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey podcast. I really like it. And I've actually got a little prop bet to add Ooh, to nice. that, which uh, from that okay. podcast, but it's, um, they said that the, but she is, I can confirm supporting the Eagles just because uh, Jason Kelsey's given her grandchildren whilst Travis Kelsey's basically going on shows. What's he go of on? Course. He goes on the, like the bachelor shows, doesn't he? <laughs> exactly. Well, at the very smart decision there. I like that. Um, okay. We got to get down to business, Propo. As I mentioned, your brilliant show. I and Mike and I, Preview show in the vault as well. So go and soak all that up if you're getting set for the big game, as you're getting set for the, if you're getting, you're going to watch it. <laughs> when you get set for the big game, there's a lot of good stuff in both of those preview. We're going to obviously add additional slants, additional angles as well. But as we always do on Edge Rush, it's about the degeneracy. It's, it's about us going out with a bang. Let's frame that, Propo. Let's frame it. So in terms of Julox of the week, where am I rolling into the Super Bowl? There's no chance of me hitting 500 for this season, of course, but I'm I'm just above head above water over over two years, right? Yeah, so we're actually so you're eight and thirteen, and eight I'm and 13. you're eight and thirteen, which I think means you're up, up about sort of because you went what sixteen and six the year before. Yeah, quick math. So what's that? Twenty four or thirteen? Twenty four thirteen? No, is it? No. 24-19. So yeah, that's still okay. very good. You're five no, up. Right. You've had a good playoffs. And I mm. am 14 and seven going into the season. That's impressive, man. Yeah, so 30 and 13. So over the past two seasons on Edge Rush. Mate, that lot. is like proper pro yeah. sharp. I mean, you actually are a sharp. I can't believe we've 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 got you to that level. Um Okay, well, I'm kind of proud with the. I've rallied, I've rallied a bit, haven't I, after the first I'm, half of the season? I, you really have, and I am fascinated to. I don't know, and this is the thing about you being at home. Everyone, mm-hmm. by the way, has been asking after you a lot out here, especially oh. Irish boys. I didn't realize how big you were in Ireland. Mark oh, Hogan, nice. Mark Ho- Mark Hogan from the um, Pro Football Ireland show has genuinely, basically said that you're the reason why he got into it. Uh, oh wow! Speaking really, really highly of you, and we were very, very drunk, so it was actually honest from him as well when he was telling me all of this. They've always been uh, they're asking where you are all the time, and yeah, no, there's been a lot of love for you out here, and you're being nice sorely, sorely missed. So I look forward to you back in Vegas, so I don't have to talk about you all the time. No one ever wants to talk about me. <laughs> oh, that's all. That is all going to change after they check out yesterday's episode, proper. Oh, that's lovely to hear. <laughs> Send my love back, and yeah, I cannot wait. Roll on Vegas next year. Look, I'm missing, of course. You always want to be out at Super Bowl but I'm glad you're flying the flag for the show. And I know that 
Uh, you, Will, Ollie, and the guys, Shane, of course, joining the TalkSport broadcast on Sunday. I know Phoebes is rolling uh, over on Sky Sports as well. Shout out to OC and J Balhan are out there. So, yeah, there is a lot of NFL UK contingent representing, and that is a beautiful thing to see. I tried to get OC to play five aside with me. I found this really cool pitch, and I said to him, Oh, no way. Yeah, I said to him, I saw him going down the stairs, and obviously he's a bit of a superstar here. So it immediately made me look about 100 times cooler the fact that he even acknowledged me and came up and gave me a bit of a hug. But we have played oh, a lot of five aside nice. together. But nice. he said to me, If you find a game, text me. So mm. I took that and obviously ran with it because I was like, Okay, first of all, content as a producer. If we've got a five aside game, NFL UK, Phoebe Schechter would play Neil Reynolds. Do you know Neil Reynolds was on the bench in an FA Cup game for Tunbridge Wells? Do you ever know that? No, he wasn't. He's blagging. Yes, no he chance. was. Yes, he Reynolds. was. I mean, Tumbridge Wells, I have no I idea what standard that is. It. But there's yeah. a little fun fact for you. Uh, so he was keen to play. Will Gavin yeah. was obviously going to ref because I don't think he would be able to. <laughs> surely, surely coach. And, but actually, yeah, give exactly. bosses a ref. Boss you around. Well, well that's the well. thing is everyone kind of mistakes him for a younger Andy Reid pretty much as he walks past me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now. But yeah, so it's uh, sadly, obviously I said, let's try and do it on Saturday, but we haven't been able to get mm. it done because he, ah. he is the busiest man in show business. As you but you're going to see the game anyway. The game's going to happen. No, I don't think so because realistically, I just I don't know. Like I'll probably go out tonight. Now I can't lie to you. I don't know to yeah, I look forward to playing next week. Okay, deal. Uh, right. So we are obviously going to have our Drew Locks of the week. Uh, we got a Super Bowl special prop bet. I've got some special prop bets as well. Uh, more on the left, the left field variety. We're both going to pick our MVP as well. So we've got a lot of ideas for you coming your way. I think you've already alluded to this on the pod and it's definitely something that has clearly been flying around everywhere I look, everyone I talk to. I'm sure it's the same over there. Dividing opinion. The line suggests this as well, much like the AFC Championship game, flip-flopping between the two. It is the closest Super Bowl to call. Oh, no, you're shaking your head. Oh, okay. Is there a lot of Eagles buzz over there? Is that There is so much Eagles buzz. Mm. It's insane. Honestly... I can't tell you. I would say 90% of the people I've spoken to are picking the Eagles. Wow. Yeah, 90%. Everyone is convinced because of the how deep this roster is. Everyone went, went to opening night. And obviously, you know the way opening night set out and you've got the podiums, and then you've got all the players kind of milling around, the kind of less important players milling around. And everyone was saying that they very much realized that everyone was at Kelsey's, everyone was at Reed's, everyone was at Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Outside of that... Like Nick Bolton, we managed to get like 10, 10 minutes with him. Legereus mm-hmm. Sneed, people, there's not enough superstars. There's not enough depth on this team that people are really mm-hmm. buying into. Whereas Eagles has just a plethora of talent. They had three offensive linemen on the podiums. When do you have three offensive linemen being that big of stars? Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata from the mm. International Pathway. I think it's just because of the fact that the Eagles are definitely the most talented roster in the NFL. They're definitely the deepest roster in the NFL. The fact that they can change everything on that defensive line and give the likes of Brandon Graham rests and give the likes of Hassan Reddick right. rests. Everyone is completely convinced by that. And everyone is completely convinced that the Eagles are going to get the job done because of what we've seen from them this season. Okay, well, let's flip it the other way then, because you're right. They're right. If you look at this as a paper on paper talent matchup, there's no doubt that the Eagles mm-hmm. have the edge in pretty much every area, right? They have the stronger roster, no doubt about it. So if the Chiefs are going to win, how are they going to get it done? First of all, I guess we've got to inevitably, even if it's not fair, look at Jalen Hurts and ask, is this a very different proposition 
the scale, the caliber of the opposition. And I mean, that's more of a collective opposition, although Spags might dial up some interesting stuff. They haven't really been, he hasn't really been tested in a way, obviously that Mahomes has. There's this injury doubt. Is that going to affect even the design runs, his his effectiveness as a runner? I'd be interested to hear what the buzz on the ground in Arizona is about that. Are we going to see possibly a situation when Hertz is misfiring and there's a lack of serenity and calmness about this Eagles offense? The Chiefs, meanwhile, get their offense rolling early doors and suddenly they find themselves in a hole. The ground game disappears. Oh, is that is that a scale of one to ten? Credibility of that argument? What do you say? I honestly think probably nine. I think that's mm. exactly it. I think ultimately the main focus for the Kansas City Chiefs will be getting out to an early lead. The Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles have been one of the best, and just from a gambling standpoint, have been one of the best first-half teams in history in the right. way they've jumped out to leads, how well they've done on scripted plays. They've been incredible so far this season. But what that means going into this game is that they haven't experienced adversity. It means they haven't had to go into a game facing a tough situation and bring it back. They haven't had to rely on Jalen Hurts throwing deep balls. We saw it last week. There was a couple of throws that he just missed on. Yes, they managed mm. to get the Devontae Smith catch, which wasn't actually a catch. It was actually a great play by Smith. But so far in the playoffs, we've seen him throw deep to AJ Brown and throw over him. And Mm. that is not a good sign going into this game where you know one of the weaknesses of this Chiefs defense is giving up big plays. But if Jalen Hurts isn't able to complete those, then Mm. they are not going to be able to take advantage of that weakness. It's a fascinating game because if Mahomes, and we know he's got the capability of doing this, you know this offense has the capability of doing this. Eric Biennemi, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you put your faith in them to be able to go out there and jump into a lead very early doors. And then if they suddenly have to rely on Jalen Hurts to go and make big plays, they can't just do long drives where they run the ball, sort of they just keep getting four yards, four yards, four yards, which has kind of been their ethos so far in the playoffs. If they are unable to do that, do we Mm. really know what this Eagles team looks like? Do we really know if they are able to go out there and just go toe-to-toe in a shootout. And I also think when you look at it, that there's a high chance this could happen there. There's a high Mm. chance that when the Eagles have gone up against good offenses this season, you go back to week one, they went up against the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, they gave up, what, 30-plus points. Against the Packers, they gave up 30-plus points. Against the Cowboys, they gave up 30-plus points. Yes, this is a record-breaking defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles, but Mm. they are weak when it comes to the safeties and the linebackers. Mm -hmm. And who does that play straight into the hands of? Travis Kelsey. Uh, for sure. And also, I mean, lot, if you think about, and we've talked about it a lot on the show, of course, throughout the course of the season, but you think about, and Mike perfectly articulated this uh, on the show on Monday, how has the Chiefs offense changed post Tyreek Kill? That sits very nicely. If we're talking about matchups with the for the Chiefs, with these Eagles' weaknesses. Also, you mentioned the line. Of course, it's formidable. It's a great point you make as well about the rotation, the strength and depth. So Graham's a good example because he, since that injury, he's somebody that comes in and spells now. And it's not all on his shoulders. There's, it's insane how much depth there is in that Eagles front. But as we know, it's a rebooted Chiefs line. Yes, we know this. We looked at what happened two years ago. The Bucks screwed them up. Everything changed. That was their MO. But it's held up against some serious opposition. Pass block win rate this season, 76%. It's That's number one in the NFL. Everybody's going on about how incredible the Eagles' front is because it is. And their offensive line is great. But the Chiefs' offensive line is decent as well. It's decent as well. So, okay, let's parlay out a bit further because it is fascinating to hear Eagles 
90% or so favored by everyone you're chatting to. If the Chiefs are going to win, getting to Hurts early, knocking them off their rhythm, putting up scores early on, getting into a lead, throwing the ball back to them and saying, come on, then catch us. How are they going to get into that lead? Kelsey, we know, obviously going to be big. No McCall Hardman. Is it the ground game? Are they, is, is it a night for Pacheco? Is he going to be one of these breakout stars? I think if his ankle isn't too banged up, I'm fascinated by Kadarius Tony in, in this yeah, mix as well. I think, are you with me on that? Okay. 100%. Talk to me, Propo. Talk to me. I think Kadarius, I think what they're going to do is utilize these players who they can use in various different ways. I think they're going to rely on creativity. I think that Andy Reid is going to bring out all of the tricks. I think we're going to see some trick plays. I think we're going to see, I think there's a high likelihood that we get a touchdown thrown by someone who isn't quarterback in the Super Bowl. We saw it last year with Joe Mixon. I think we can see that again. And who lends themselves to creativity? It is those players, those dynamic players, Jarek McKinnon's, Kadarius Tony. I think that Isaiah Pacheco, you might see him go over his receptions, which is, I think, just at 12 and a half receiving yards mm. in the prop bet market so far. Like, yes, we haven't seen much of Juju Smith-Schuster so mm-hmm. far this season. And also the Eagles are relatively decent at kind of defending the big play. Like, I think that when you put the ball near Bradbury and you put the ball near Slay, I think that's when you're going towards Eagles' strengths. And I think that that's what they'll try and avoid. I don't think they're necessarily going to go deep to Marquez Valdez-Scantling like we saw against the Bengals. I think what you're going to see is a lot of passes over the middle, a lot of passes around sort of like the eight to nine yard mark. And I think mm. that lends itself to Kadarius Tony. I think it lends itself to Jarrett McKinnon. I think it lends itself to Travis Kelsey. So I think there's more dynamic, kind of trickier players who are going to be able to cause issues to those sort of weaker Eagles defensive players. And also because Mahomes gets the ball out very quickly, we know that. And because there is a likelihood that with Hassan Radek and Brandon Graham, that there is going to be pressure on him. We saw it even with the Bengals to a certain extent as well with the brilliant Luana Rumo. I think that that's when you're going to see check downs to McKinnon, check downs to Tony. I think you're going to see Tony in the rushing game, jet sweeps. Mm. I think we're going to see it all. I think it's going to be blockbuster from the Chiefs. But at the same time, I think that the Mahomes is going to force some things. I think that Mm. he's aware that his defense is not necessarily at full strength. Mm -hmm. It's young. It's going to be difficult going into this scenario. So I think he's going to force some things. I think we're going to see some turnovers in this game now. I think Mm. that Jalen Hurts is going to be put under pressure. He's going to turn the ball over. And I think Mahomes is going to turn the ball over. I think we're in for a fascinating game. I I couldn't agree more, man. It is... Interesting when you look at those, I mean, just hearing Juju and thinking Juju is exactly the kind of game he picks up five catches, 89 yards and a score. Sky Moore, particularly with Hardman out, actually, and how they might use Sky Moore in certain situations. I think that's that's fascinating that we might see this Super Bowl not being Mahomes, obviously the favorite for MVP. We'll get onto that. It's always the quarterback on either side. Kelsey's there's a lot of buzz about him maybe but I wonder if it is the sneaky MVP outside bet I might have a little little dab on Kadarius Tony or even or even Pacheco right I mean that is or you know maybe I guess Miles Sanders would be an interesting one for for, for the uh for the Eagles who do you like at, let's jump to MVP who do you like outside of the obvious quarterback candidate so have you got a, a, a feel for that are you are you going to take some action on Kelsey so I think realistically, and if we're being completely, so I've got a couple, two different approaches to this. So I think there's four people who genuinely could win it realistically. Yeah. And I'm going to be, and this is me kind of playing, putting my sensible hat on and mm. being like, if we're going to go um, with logic and rationale, 
it's likely going to be... For the first time ever on this show. Let's for the it. first time ever on this show, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how much I've drunk, which I'm going to logic and rationale. Yeah. I think, obviously, Mahomes, Hurts are the two obvious choices because it is a quarterback's award. We all kind of know that. Yeah. And then the other side of it, defensive players. If there is one defensive player Ooh, that gets a strip go. sack that wins the Super Bowl yeah. or, say, Mahomes is sacked seven times, Realistically, it's going to be the Hassan Reddick or Chris Jones. I think those are the yeah. two most important players on the yeah. defensive side of the ball. I think Chris Jones is arguably the most important player going yeah. into this game for the Kansas City I agree. Chiefs because he's going to be the person who's going to have to stop the run. He's going to be the person who puts the pressure on Jalen Hurts because outside of Frank Clark, they don't really have anyone else who can do that. If they can disrupt this Eagles team with Chris Jones, mm -hmm. they, we saw him moving all over that line against the Cincinnati Bengals. We saw Spags dialing up all different sorts of looks for Chris Jones. He is going to be a focal point. And I think if he says goes out and has the game of his life, I think he's been mm -hmm. the best defensive player arguably in the league outside of Bose who won the award last night this season long, if he goes out mm. there and disrupts in the exact same way that Aaron Donald did last year for the LA Rams, I think you could see him winning the Super Bowl MVP. If this game goes under, for example, if he gets a strip sack, if he continuously puts the pressure on and disrupts Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts has a terrible game, I think Chris Jones, Hassan Reddick, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts are the obvious choices for the Super Bowl MVP. My outside choices, mm. one of them would be Devontae Smith, just mm -hmm. because we're seeing him now being utilized an insane amount in the uh, passing game. He's had 95 catches for nearly 1,200 yards this season. And he was just one of three players to draw eight or more targets in 10 straight games. And also Kansas City, mm. he usually shapes up on the left side, so the right side of the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And that tends to be where they're at their weakest. So Devontae Smith on the mm. other side of the ball, I think he would be my kind of outside bet. You'd get very big odds on him. And then uh, potentially, as I said, there's likely to be quite a lot of interceptions in this. Mm -hmm. James Bradbury's like 120 to 1 all the folks on Darius Slay by the way did you see Darius Slay got a tattoo of himself on his leg <laughs> what has or got one this week no, got one this week and I said I was Legend. like Jesus like that's like I thought Nat was the only person who gets a tattoo of himself on his leg but <laughs> no, so my, just just by my hip so it's not technically yeah. leg <laughs> <laughs> Darius Slay copying you which was very entertaining but so I think all the focus is on Darius Slay to be the main corner to get success in this game but I think James Bradbury could be a little sneaky pick what are you thinking Okay, I love that. I love. I, look, I firstly, was we'll get to our game picks as well. It's always quite good, I guess, to hedge by if you're going one way, and I'm going to go one way money line to take quarterback of the opposition as MVP because you get more value that way, and it's likely. So that's a kind of little sneaky backdoor hedge if you just want to offset stuff a bit. Outside of well, you've made really good cases for a number of left field players as far as the MVP race is concerned. I really like Chris Jones as a shout. I I think I'm going to lean on Kadarius Tony and probably Sky Moore, because I guess Sky Moore is going to be what, 125 to one or something, just because returns, breaks off. A, I mean, a players that are given opportunities to absolutely hit critical clutch moments, returners for sure, red zone threats because of injuries. And again, I don't know... It depends on Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore, I guess, offsetting each other. They'll both get similar kinds of opportunities. But I think Sky Moore, with McCall Hardman out, is going to get some looks, deep threat looks. I mean, oh, I, what is he? Have you got odds there? What is Sky Moore? Sky Moore's MVP? Sky Moore is 250 to 1. Right, okay. So 
So I'm going to have a I mean, he's, he's actually the same, odds, he's the same odds as McCole Hardman, who's on IR. So I think that pretty much says everything. <laughs> he's the same odds as no MVP. Yeah, he's the same odds as Nat Coombs. Yeah, I love that. Darius Tony's 150 to 1, which I actually yeah. really like. That I think I might be with you on that. And also just looking at the odds that I'm looking at right here. James Bradbury's, yeah, he's also 250 to 1. Sorry, yeah. So basically everyone okay. is 250 yeah, like to 1. Bar. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, out of those long shots, definitely Kadaris Tony is, is is the more likely. But I think I have a you know I have a, I have a couple of quid on um, on Sky who Moore. who is betting on five hundred to one Tommy Townsend the Kansas City Chiefs punter. <laughs> Tommy Townsend, imagine the punter was the Super Bowl MVP. That would be one of the greatest stories. In how history. could that? How could that? Ha- like, what would need to happen? I would say that there would have to be two separate blocked punts, one which he stops with an incredible tackle, an Eagles mm-hmm. touchdown, and the other blocked punt where he picks it up, beats seven men, sort of Joe Lomu yeah. style, and yeah. runs in and scores a slight, and scores a touchdown to win the game. Yes, or he gets he gets wheeled in for the trick play. Um, yeah. Or it's 3-0 to the Chiefs, and... Mm-hmm. It's just a game of territory, and he just continuously puts them in their own ten yard line. <laughs> the worst game in the history of American football. <laughs> oh, it would boy. be sensational, but still, five hundred to one is absolutely ridiculous. He <laughs> should be a million to one. Three nothing, and it's that's the kind of game that Belichick would be yeah. salivating over at home. I love this. Uh, okay, all right, love all that. Now, why don't we go to your prop bets next? So, because you've got some some legitimate serious prop bets, and I've got some ridiculous ones. Uh, so, why don't we start with start with yours first? Yeah, so it's interesting. So, my I've got a couple of fun ones. Let's get those out of the way. Oh, okay. My favorite one is yeah. uh, both Kelsey brothers to score a touchdown at two hundred to one, and there really? is yeah, and there is actually a little bit of logic behind this. So. Basically, Nick Sirianni said on the Pat McAfee show uh, at the beginning of the season that to convince Jason Kelsey to come back from uh, so to come back for this season, he kind of had to convince them that he said he was going to draw him up some plays. They always talk about how dynamic he is, how he used to play tight end in college and wide receiver and quarterback, and he's played loads of different positions. To convince him to come back, he said he would give him some eligibility downfield and he'd get involved in some passing plays, and we still haven't seen that. Travis Kelsey said on that New Heights podcast that I always talk about that um, he... Jay, uh, Travis Kelsey, when they did the ring a ring a rosy play for the Chiefs, yeah. Travis Kelsey implied, when are we going to see that Jason Kelsey touchdown that we've always been talking about? So I just feel like with the narrative going into this week, being the Kelsey Bowl, Donna Kelsey being one of the stars of the week, I just think that there's just the NFL, as we said, there's a script to it sometimes. And obviously, I don't necessarily believe it's an exact script. But at the same time, like, I just think that there is a part of the world that we live in, the NFL world that we live in, the blockbuster world, how superstar driven it is that we could see both Kelsey score a touchdown. And it's a really love fun it. one at 200 to one. Philly special best. too. And it's Kelsey on the end of it. I like exactly. It. I like yeah. Five, so two, five, uh, 200 to one, a five, it gets you a grand. So it's quite a nice little mm-hmm. fun one. Uh, yeah. The other one is Jody Fortson to score a touchdown, which you can get around 12 mm. to one. 29% mm-hmm. of Jody Fortson's career receptions have gone for touchdowns and 38% of his targets this year have come in the red zone. Fortson uh, is actually averaging eight routes a game as well. A solid number for a third string tight end so I think at 12 to 1 there is serious value on Fortson to score a touchdown last year actually I don't think we talk about it nearly enough to be completely honest with you but I called a 7 to 1 
Super Bowl double sort of parlay touchdown score bet with T Higgins and Odell Beckham Jr., which came off in the first half. And I was very, very happy with that. This year, I'm going for a slightly safer one. I'm going with Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. I just like the matchup. He's scored in 11 of his last 14 postseason games, 78.5% of them. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I've already mentioned it. I like Devontae Smith to score a touchdown as well. Devontae Smith over five and a half receptions. That is also one that I really like. And we have to go Mahomes over 294.5 passing yards. We have seen Mahomes have success against strong defenses this season. He faced San Francisco, who are fifth in pass defense, DVOA, Denver twice, who are seventh, and Buffalo ninth. He threw for 423 yards, 352 yards, 338 yards, and 328 yards with 11 touchdown passes. So that's over 294 passing yards. I really like that. He also threw that seven interceptions in that time. So I think we're going to see Mahomes throwing the ball. I think he's going to get picked off, but I think he's also going to have a lot of success. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think as well as that, obviously the Eagles are going to be able to score points. So that will force Mahomes to throw the ball. So yeah, I've got loads, but I'm a, I, I don't know how many bets I'm going to end up making on this. Super how degenerate, exactly. Will it kind of get, as you get closer to game time as well, just keep, like keeping on piling on more and more? I think once I've set up everything for the broadcast on Sunday, yeah. like I think I'm going to sit there for two hours with Wi-Fi, watching the stadium fill up, and I'll probably just end up reading a lot of different articles which tell me to put about various different bets on. One that Ollie Connolly like, obviously a friend of the show, mm. very wise one, not necessarily a gambler. By the way, Nat, you know how you always say you have the thinker's dinner with Mike Carlson? Yes. At the Super Bowl, I have to say that you guys have been completely out-trumped. So, Ollie Connolly on Tuesday night, instead of going to the media party, which is basically mm. all of the bums like me and Will Gavin going and getting yeah. insanely drunk <laughs> on free beer and free food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they went, he went for a dinner with Ben Solak from The Ringer, Mina mm-hmm. Kimes from ESPN, all of like the wise sort of uh, film room. Like the guys. Jedi Council, aren't they? They're basically yeah, exactly. NFL They're Jedi, Jedi Council. Council. <laughs> and this is me uh, saying the, uh, taking the words out of his mouth. He said it was, as much it was brilliant, they said that they weren't going to talk about football. So he said it ended up mm-hmm. being potentially the most socially inept dinner he's ever been to in his entire life. <laughs> You're amazing. Oh boy. If they're the Jedi Council, then... Uh, you're probably Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm R2D2. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I like all of those prop bets. Um, and I'm going to absolutely roll. I'm going to back all of your prop bets this because I'm going to go degenerate on the, on the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take all of those. I'm also going to have some fun ones. So I was looking at this loads, right? And depends on the book that you go on and where you go. We'll offer different ones. You can shop around. Some more outlandish than others. The obvious ones like... Uh, length of national anthem. That's always quite an interesting one because mm. it's, I think, quite a good one to. I think it's always quite an interesting amount of action to be had on that. Oh, so, you got some intel on this. Sorry, I, I just realized I told you the only Connolly anecdote without giving you the bet. So the bet oh, was. Oh, yeah, sorry, it was his bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, the yeah. bet was for the first drive to be shorter than the national anthem because he said you get oh, really good okay. odds on it. You get really good odds on mm. it. And he says, obviously, there could be an inception. There could just yeah. be a quick three and out of passing plays. Great shot. He really likes that bet. And it's a little fun one. I'm hearing rumors now about the National yep. Anthem. What, what's your Tell pick? Me. So the so I'll let me give you some numbers first here that I, because you'll be surprised, Proper. I've been, uh, I've been working hard on my uh, ridiculous prop bets. So the Anthem, three of the last four have gone over two minutes, right? Seven of the previous 10 have gone for more than two minutes. Right. So two minutes is is quite clearly the benchmark. Uh, 
the most recent country singer, because Chris Stapleton is, is doing it this year, he's a country singer. Eric Church was the most recent country singer, 216. Um, now, this is via Sports Geek, uh, the website, saying that Stapleton, and I'm not a Chris Stapleton fan. I don't know if you're proper. Have you got any no, Stapleton? No, there is. Okay. <laughs> so uh, apparently, according to Sports Geek, and maybe some of our listeners out there, he has, uh, well, if you know Stapleton's singing style, you already know he's going to take his time, is what Sports Geek say. So he's not someone that smashes through it, right? So he could be really one of those ones that goes. So 210 and the over is what uh, what they're saying. I'm seeing 2-5 in places as well. Certainly over 2 seems to be the bet. And maybe 2-10, a lot of people are, are suggesting. So I'm hearing the under is the pick, is what the Ooh. rumors, which the what is what the rumors on Radio Row are. Now, that being said, I think that I, you know what I try and do? I always try and get the sharp pick. And I always think that if you're hearing people on national radio broadcasting yes. all over Radio Row and everyone is suggesting for you to take the under. The bookies have probably spread some information that means it's likely to go yeah, over. That's the Joe pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what is the, I mean, are we looking, have you got it there? So two, is it two five I'm seeing on one book, but I don't know. Um, no, I don't have it. I don't have it, it here. Some, really, some are just it. saying two minutes as well. Okay. Well, I would, um, yeah, I would look at over two minutes anyway, and uh, and providing you're not going to get in 220. All right. So. And that lends itself also to the, the under of being a scoring drive as well. So that scoring drive being shorter than the national anthem, which are would you be taking, great. Any action on overall number of turnovers or or picks even? Yeah, so I would take I would take in the over in all of those markets. I think we're gonna get loads of interceptions. I think Jalen Hurts is gonna turn the ball over. I think he'll have over one and a half interceptions. I think Mahomes will I think there is the total over is over one and a half interceptions in the game. I've yeah. seen that at priced up, which hundred percent I'm gonna take that. I think we're gonna get turnovers. This lends itself to what my actual pick is. I mean, I'm fascinated now. Well, I go I just I just we've been sitting here because we haven't spoken all week. Like I don't yeah. know where you are. Yeah, I didn't uh, get any uh, hint from the Carlson show. I listened yeah. to the whole thing. I was—I didn't get any hint of who you're picking. So I am yeah. fascinated. Yeah, you know, and and I have been really, really, and this is probably a dangerous thing as we've established for much of the season. When I deep think <laughs> it doesn't go well, but I I wrote about Jalen Hurts for the Times. Get that plug in. That is out there. We pushed out on our social channels. It's on the Times website. Go and look at that. And I really, really drilled down into. Hurts fascinates me. You know this. I've talked about this before. It's the principle of the piece, really, that as a incredibly young athlete to go through falling into the void in the way that he did and to bounce back, unbelievable mental fortitude. So I've been trying to process in my head why I think that a player that isn't feasible has had this tremendous season that has so much talent around him in in the best possible way for a dual threat quarterback, the best offensive line in the business. He can run. He's got deep receivers. He's got a brilliant running back. I mean, everything offensively in principle is keyed up for Hurts to have a big game. But I, I don't feel comfortable backing him to get it done. It, I, I, I really feel, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be, I agree with you. I think there are going to be mistakes on both sides. I think there's a jeopardy factor with both of the quarterbacks' respective injuries. We've highlighted eight or 10 key players, different areas of the field that could have an impact. Carson really planted something in my head on Monday when he said the Eagles are a better overall roster, 
better overall starting 11, better overall everything. But the Chiefs have got the best quarterback. The Chiefs have got, he said, arguably the best three players on the field, Mahomes, Kelsey Jones. And then I followed up with, and Andy Reid is, with respect to Sirianni, a, a lap ahead. I am taking the Chiefs. And I'm taking Chiefs money line as well. I think the Chiefs will get it done. I think you've nailed a couple of key things here. I think Reid will be dialing up a lot of trickery. I actually think the Mahomes injury, overplayed as it might have been, has really helped the Chiefs preparation in terms of getting Andy Reid, forcing him into, right, what are we doing here? I think he's going to dial up a lot of stuff that can hit that weak spot of the of the Eagles offense. I think Pacheco has a big game and I'm just not sure Hertz is going to keep up. It, uh, well, when I say keep up, I think it's going to be tight, but I have to go with Mahomes in a clutch situation, in a game that might come down to one or two crucial plays. Who do I back more to play it? It's got to be Mahomes and it's got to be Reed dialing those up over the Sirianni Hertz tandem. Fascinating. Right, let's give the Eagles their flowers for a moment. At this yeah. Time. Highest sack rate on pass plays this century. They've had sack rate of 11% on passing plays in this season, which is the highest this century. The second most, the second highest sack rate, the difference between that and the Eagles is the same as the difference between the second highest sack rate and 29th this season. Yeah, That's just yeah. how impressive this defensive line has been. Points scored on fourth down. Mina Kime said this on NFL Live. Uh, Points scored on drives where they've gone for a fourth down. The Eagles have the highest this century. This is undoubtedly a record-breaking team. It's sure. undoubtedly one of the greatest teams we've seen in recent years, one of the most complete teams we've seen in recent years. The no way argument. that Howie Roseman has built this team is so impressive. What Nick Sirianni has done and what he's managed to do, especially considering the first speech he made, he was being completely ridiculed as head coach. People were saying he doesn't have the leadership yeah. qualities. He doesn't yeah, have the charisma to do I've this. Forgotten. Yeah, yeah. He has also shown that to his team this season, I think quite a few times to basically just say, look, this is how well you can progress. Look where I've come from. Look how I started. I could barely string sentence together in front of the press. And now I'm like celebrating in front of the cameras and potentially one of the loudest NFL coaches in the league. This is how you can develop with the thanks to confidence and investment in yourself. They have done so well. Jalen Hurts' progression, the way he's handled this week, the leadership that he has shown, the fact that he's gone through so much adversity, the fact that you had Eagles fans. Ollie Wilson had no faith in Jalen Hurts to be the future quarterback yeah. for this team. The fact that he's managed to get through that is so impressive. The amount of adversity he's gone through with the story in college, go read your brilliant Times piece about it and you'll find out all about Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are an incredible team. The offensive line is sensational. If you look at this just from a trenches matchup, the Eagles should dominate. The Chiefs' offensive line is good. Andrew Wiley is potentially the weaker link. Orlando Brown is a bit hit or miss. But on their day, realistically, the Chiefs are a good offensive line, but Eagles are in a great offensive line. The Eagles have a good defensive line. The Eagles have a great defensive line. If you are a purist and you go with the trenches, the Eagles are the favorites and they probably are the deserved favorites because of what we've seen this season. Yes, the Chiefs need a little bit of luck to beat the Bengals. They even need a little bit of luck to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. But... And this goes back to, I was leaning towards Eagles all week now. I wasn't feeling very strongly, I have to say, about either side until Are you with me? Are you with me, y'all? Here we go. I, I love it. Hear it. Let's hear it. So Shane Vereen said it yesterday to me as well. If you go and listen to the podcast where he said, and I just realized how much this Super Bowl 
And the build-up to it is essentially mirroring that eight Super Bowl eight years ago in Arizona, where Shane Vereen was obviously a key part of that victory against the Seahawks. Yeah. Where you look at it, and the Seahawks were the team that everyone was talking about going into it. They were talking yeah. about them being the future dynasty, because this is one of the greatest defenses you've seen since the Bears in 85, obviously having the Legion of Boom, the likes of Russell Wilson, sort of Doug Baldwin, what they were able to do for this team. Jermaine Curse had an incredible game that day for the Seattle Seahawks. Everyone's talking about how brilliant the Seahawks team is. Everyone's talking about Pete Carroll and the future dynasty that the Seahawks team was going to be. And Shane Vereen said that, and I had to beep it out, that effing pissed all of us off because they knew they had Bill Belichick, they had Tom Brady, they had Rob Gronkowski, and they had the best coach, the best quarterback in the league, and the best weapon in the league, and also yeah. some stars on defense as well. And yeah. they said that they were completely forgotten about and that was their motivation going into it and at the same time Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network said something interesting to us as well yesterday I spoke to pretty much Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network and Shane Vereen back to back and they yeah. both convinced me about the Kansas City Chiefs the Kansas City Chiefs have really struggled not necessarily struggled to get to the Super Bowl but it hasn't been easy when you look at what they had to go through in the offseason losing Tyreek Hill and having to completely change this offense the fact that they have lost to the Colts this season the fact they've had Mahomes injuries the fact they've had drops from their wide receivers the fact that they've changed running backs so frequently throughout the season. The fact that defensively they've struggled and they've got one of the youngest cornerback rooms in the league, but they've struggled this season and they've still managed to get to the Super Bowl because of the sheer brilliance of Andy Reid and mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes. I think that the Eagles aren't quite there yet in terms of mentality. And I think that everything, all the build-up going into this week, the fact that Radio Row is all spouting an Eagles victory, I think that lends itself. We're going to have a blockbuster game. I'm going with the Chiefs victory as well. Propo, I love it. I love the fact you're on that train. I am. Hang on. Hang it's not on. my Drew Lock though. Mm. Okay. Okay. You're, the uh, the unders king of Plumpton. Is that where you're going with your Drew Lock? I'm going with the opposite. That you're taking the over. Taking the over fifty and a half. The over the unders king of Plumpton. The Arizona Sun has got to you, man. Okay. Obviously, I'm with you completely on on the Chiefs pick. I love under. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, have, I, I, I was probably leaning over, but I'm surprised that you, I thought you'd be all over the under. No, and I need to obviously take it as soon as you can, um, as soon as you hear this podcast, because obviously it's going to go up on Sunday just because it's because everyone Bowl, piles on and yeah. everyone's going to pile on the over. But as I said, the Eagles, every time they've gone up against a strong offense, they have conceded points. This defense is amazing on the defensive line. And yes, they've got Bradbury and Slay, but you can exploit them where their safeties are weak and their linebacking core isn't their strength. Like that is vulnerable. And I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage of this. And I think with running backs out of the backfield as well. Exactly. That's something we haven't, we haven't talked to particularly about on this show, but I know that. Uh, I know that we have on the show earlier in the week, but that I think is a really, really fundamental thing that they will get into. And both McKinnon and Pacheco can be dangerous there. And of course, we all know what else Reed can dial up with receivers coming out of the backfield too. So I think that's going to be really, really fascinating. I had a prop bet. McKinnon scored a touchdown as well. He had eight touchdowns mm. in six games earlier this season. He hasn't had one so far in the playoffs, but he has been critical for them in the red zone so far this season. So I like Jared McKinnon to score a touchdown, add that prop bet right now. I think we're going to have about 65 by the end of this. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I think that the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points. And I think the Eagles will be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. I do think that the Chiefs are vulnerable defensively in certain aspects, especially in that secondary. And 
I honestly, without that leader of Tyron Matthew going into the Super Bowl, I think that Devontae Smith, AJ Brown will be able to have their flowers as well. I think Dallas Goddard, the Chiefs have struggled against tight ends so far this mm. season as well. And as I've said, there's going to be turnovers in this game. Hurts is mm. going to have to force throws. That lends itself to a turnover. Mahomes is going to try and do extraordinary things. He's already had two interceptions in the past two Super Bowls. He's already played. That game, as I was talking about, the Seahawks game, Brady had four uh, four touchdowns, two interceptions. I see it going very much along that script as well. And when you have interceptions, you have a short field, and that lends itself towards going the over. So I think that we're in for a blockbuster game now. I think if I'm picking the Chiefs, I think the game's going to go over. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm going to take the over, as You forced my hand, uh, or rather, you, you pushed me gently, friendly nudge to go take the over. I'm going to get on it now. It's a wise choice. Wherever you're listening to this, if you fancy the over, get on it now because it will be pile on Central on Sunday. Chiefs propo. How about this on the final edge rush of this season? We agree. We agree. I know. It's, uh, so, yeah, back to Eagles and the under, everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> that just for the record, the Chiefs is my Drew Lock of the Week, right? Just yes. So, just so we're clear. Just so we can, because we've got to keep tabs because we're going to roll into next season. And I'm obviously going to start referring to three or four seasons as a sample size just to make sure I stay above the 500 line. Hey, one of the other prop bets, I, well, there are a few other fun ones. I didn't finish the fun ones. Uh, how many times are you going to see Commissioner Goodell during the broadcast? Ooh. One and a half is the over under there. I, I quite like the under there. I think showing Goodell once. Really? I mean, yeah. It just, do you know what it probably depends on? Is because he said earlier this week in his press conference that, which I can't imagine, I, I assume that Carlton has written about this or he's spoken to himself about this on a podcast. <laughs> we should have set him up on a Zoom and let him go. But Goodell said the officiating this season has been the best it's ever been. So I have a feeling that if we do see dodgy <laughs> officiating, did. some dodgy calls that might just show Goodell over and over again. And he might even like push the camera away and say, stop it and sort of send text around saying, stop showing me. But he did say that the officiating is the best that it's ever been this season. So I think there's a likelihood that uh, they might show him if there's a couple of dodgy calls out there. Okay, so you might take the over on that. Um, who you see first during the national anthem, Mahomes or Hurts? I like Mahomes 100%. Oh yeah, it's got to be Mahomes, surely. Uh, what's the odds? Uh, Mahomes is the favorite. No, Mahomes is the favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. The Jay-Z is a halftime guest. There's a lot of buzz about that because he's been uh, he's been around, right? And it kind of makes sense. Jay-Z, of course, I'm sure many of our listeners know, is the brains behind the operation now of the halftime Super Bowl shows in terms of artist selection. It has this deal with the NFL, uh, which is... Uh, he has been instrumental, of course, in the last couple of years and, and the acts that have been booked. But as we've seen many, many times, it is... I mean, last year was sold very much as Dre and Friends, right? But... This year, although Rihanna's the headline, we're expecting guest spots to, to rock up with her. Jay-Z would make a lot of sense, right? Oh, 100%. Because obviously, he's, um, they're definitely going to do Run This Town. King of the guest appearances during halftime show specials. So yeah. Jay-Z's minus 250. So that's basically... Kanye's on Run This Town as well. <laughs> so Kanye, Kanye is plus 400, which I think might be the worst odds in the history. That's four to one. I think that might be the worst in history because who is going to trust no no Kanye chance. West at the Super Bowl halftime show? Unless, what will he do? What will he say? Unless he just piles on, which is possible, like he did back in the day, of course, at the Grammys with Taylor Swift. If, if, he just, if Kanye just appears. That would I be mean, incredible. It's possible. it's possible, right? So the other ones That's were like... That's quite low. Odd. That's quite low. Four to one. Yeah, wow. I mean, so what do you think Kanye is going to come? They can't. I mean, he just <laughs> He's literally just said that he doesn't mind Hitler. Like, you can't have him at the halftime show. 
they won't obviously want him there, but I just wonder if he can't he could get he could get his hands on a ticket. <laughs> okay. Oh no, but it's a, he's got to appear at the halftime show. It's not just yeah, that's what I mean. Super, yeah. No, no, so you piling on. Oh, oh my! Do you know what I'm well, saying? Like he gets there. And... Well, he did that. that. I mean, he's legendary for it. That's what he did at the Grammys with with Taylor Swift when he first started to. No, he was giving out the award. No, he st- he rushed the stage, y'all. Did he? I thought he was yeah. giving out the award. <laughs> he rushed the stage. Imagine Kanye West streaking at the Super Bowl. Let's see if we can find odds on that. That would be incredible. And props to him. Paul McCartney at plus 500. I don't mind. But again, that song is also with Kanye West. So again, they're all leading towards the fact that if this is going to, Jay-Z is going to come out, Paul McCartney is going to come out. Kanye West might come out. McCartney's on the shortlist. Yeah. Because obviously he did that. They do the. They, oh, song it's anyone that's done a duet with Rihanna. Okay, exactly. There's this very famous song which McCartney, Kanye, and Rihanna have all done together. Uh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, Are you excited for Rihanna? I mean, not. Uh, it's uh, my my pause tells it all. That's because I, I hesitate because it's not a knock on Rihanna. She's obviously an unbelievable artist, but I'm just not. You know, not really, not really. I mean, but I'm sure she'll do have an incredible show, and she's a you know a, a, an absolute heavyweight. But it's, she's just—I'm just not a, not a particular fan. So I'd be bullshitting if I said, "Yeah, oh yeah, I can't wait for it." See, the one thing that I think is, it's like it's like Shakira and Rihanna. You know, where sorry, Shakira and J Lo, where I wasn't really yeah. that excited for it, but I think it'll be a great show. Yeah, I think right. she is. She's got an unbelievable voice, yeah. and I think she's a star. And I think that she yeah. is very artistic, and I think that she's going to put on a serious show. Creatively, yeah, up, for yeah, sure. creatively. I don't think it's going to top last year's, but I think it'll be brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Last year's obviously ultra excited but yeah i think you're right i think it's gonna be i think it's a great booking i mean i think it's a smart booking and i'm fascinated to see where the halftime show goes over the next few years because obviously clearly particularly since jay-z has taken it on board it feels like that there was that run of you know springsteen tom petty and it feels it's gone in a different direction and i look i'm fans of both both genres but i wonder where it goes next or whether they stay with you know Taylor Swift, it's a, it, she's a head scratch that she hasn't done it yet. Presumably, they've yeah. been trying to get her. So you'd think there are certain artists. I mean, who else would be in that mix that you think is is a a lock to do it? Would be a natural fit for it, but hasn't done it yet. Well, if it goes well for you on the Masked Singer, it might be. Uh, it might. <laughs> <laughs> could be you next oh, season. I could be. I'll be there, but Vegas, of course, it's made for me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right. Who's gonna do Vegas? Who's gonna do Vegas? Who's gonna Vegas. do Vegas? Well, oh boy, that's a great shout. I wonder if they'll have to have to do some kind of nod to Sinatra, right? So I wonder yeah, whether that. True. I don't think Bublé would headline it, but I wonder whether that he would, and and maybe they will they'll juxtapose different genres doing a Sinatra nod. So get like Bublé and kind Bublé and Jay Z type, you know, coming together like mixing it up, like um, uh, Nelly and Tim McGraw <laughs> doing. But I I think they'll have to do a nod to to the 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 golden era. Yeah, happened. I think so. I mean, that's it's a fascinating one. You feel like Adele's destined to do it next. Adele, yeah, also, you're at right. Some yeah, point. That, yeah, that just occurred to me. It'll be Vegas icons, won't it? So it'll be like Celine Dion, yeah. Adele, everyone who's Usher's got a residency in Vegas at the moment. They'll do like icons that have a Vegas connection. And Usher, it's the sort of thing, but Usher will do a Sinatra trip. You know, Usher will do a Sinatra riff in as part of it. And they'll have maybe even, maybe that's when they'll go hologram up with with the Rat Pack or something. God, that's going to be a hell of a halftime show. Man. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, that'll be sensational. And then Jay-Z as well will be, obviously he's got to do it himself solo at some point. 
I think Jesse should have disappeared in every halftime show. Yeah, now. I think that's what he's going to end up doing. He's just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get involved. He's basically done a song I mean, with everyone as well who's that famous, so I'm sure he will. I mean, uh, brilliant. Propo, you are a legend and a scholar. Uh, fine work on your show once again. Go and check that out in the vault. Me and I, Mike, with our review show. And speaking of me and I, Mike, we're going to be back on Monday picking through the bones of Super Bowl 57. So make sure you are locked and loaded for that. Mate, have a fantastic show, fantastic broadcast, bro. And I'll see you on the other side. Thank you very much, man. Missing you out here in the comments. See you next week. Let's go tomorrow. Podcast Network.